So Andrew, you've been tracking COVID's factors in excessive deaths this year, the importance of how deaths are reported since the onset of the pandemic. Could you explain really quickly how you break down that direct, indirect deaths attributable to COVID? And then I wanna talk about, we're seeing instances now, and I wanna recalibrate what you were talking about, what some of those indirect cases were attributable to COVID. Yes, this is, well, this is a whole topic in and of itself. I know. And, uh, and so I'll have to come back to KUCI to record an interview just on counting mortality. But excess deaths, what the KUCI listeners have to understand is there's about 3 million deaths in the United States. Annually. You know, annually. And it, the number actually increases slightly every year. The population is getting larger and the death rate is I mean, sort of more or less staying the same, but the population gets slightly larger. And, and the, the segments of the population that are most susceptible to mortality is getting larger. So the population 75 and up is getting larger because the, the baby boomers are, are sneaking in there. So every year there's more deaths. I mean, th- this year, you know, had the pandemic not occurred, we would expect about 3 million deaths in the United States. And we, we haven't seen a year with 3 million deaths before because the number goes up every year. But so our best sort of guess is 3 million deaths. And we're sneaking up on 200,000 coronavirus deaths right. uh, and from coronavirus alone. And I believe we will have by December 31st, 300,000 uh, mm. coronavirus deaths, uh, some odd. And I'm actually, I have publicly criticized people making hard and fast projections of mortality with specific timestamps because there's so much that we don't know. So KCI listeners, don't take my 300,000 by December 31st to be... Um, it's not hard and fast. It's just sort of a hand wave, yeah. Right. But for the sake of argument, let's say we have 300,000 coronavirus deaths by December 31st. The question is, well, does that mean that there were 300,000... you know, Positive true, COVID. Yeah. yeah, true coronavirus deaths. And the answer is, it, it's sort of complicated. I mean, the, the actual number of deaths that occur by the end of the year, in, in such a scenario, it could actually be 3.2 million, mm-hmm. or it could be 3.4 million. In the 3.2 million case, you have 300,000 coronavirus deaths, but some of them occurred among people who you know, had comorbidities and, and sort of would have died sometime in the calendar year anyway. So you have someone with you know, heart disease who dies of COVID but in July, but they would have died of heart failure in November. And so one goes up, the other goes down, and that would leave you with 3.2 million deaths in December 31st, even though you have 300,000 COVID deaths. And that story is not sort of implausible because the mean age of COVID deaths is, is in the 70s. So it's, uh, you know, it's mostly an o- older person uh, yeah. disease. On the, other, on the other hand, there are COVID deaths that get missed. There are deaths that occur that get called uh, heart failure or, or pneumonia, which don't get counted as COVID. And so what we have to do is take a, a cold, hard look at the data in retrospect and say, you know, okay, how many deaths were there? How many deaths were called COVID? How many deaths did we expect? How many deaths do we have? And we can disaggregate that by age and sex. And to some extent, cause, we, we can say, well, you know, automobile accident deaths declined so, uh, because people were driving less. So we can sort of exclude those from the tally. 
and just uh, focus on natural causes of death. So there's a lot of science that myself and others will be doing on the data when we have the final data, but right in the middle of things, it's really hard to do those studies. And we'll see. I mean, to some extent, these effects are countervailing too. So one possible outcome of all this is that we have 3.3 million deaths at the end of the year, which is about 10% more than we were expecting. And that the frank number of COVID deaths is sort of equal to the excess mortality, just because these effects kind of cancel each other out. And then there's, you know, the further complication that some people attribute deaths to the countermeasures, not to the disease itself. And they say things like, well, you know, you'll have uh, suicides increasing because everyone's- Yeah, that's what I asked you about last time. Socially isolated. Well, so so that that remains to be seen, but I mean, suicides are typically coded as such. And when they're not correctly coded as suicide, they're coded as things like uh, accidental death. And so we're going to be looking with very sharp focus on on Mm. how accidental deaths change. And so, I mean, for the time being, the mortality is going to take a a lot of sorting out is is what I want KUCI listeners to know. But the, the deaths attributed to COVID deaths are certainly, I don't think this competing risks, this, this idea that most of the people who die of COVID are, would have died anyway. That's only true in, in a subset of those cases. Because these conditions that people have that are comorbid, that cause COVID to have a, a more severe outcome, these are conditions like diabetes, uh, overweight, and you know, heart disease that are chronic conditions that people can manage for years. Um, hypertension, for example, I mean, we've had good antihypertensive drugs for decades. And so people live for decades with these comorbidities. And so if they all die in 2020, you can't say, well, they would have died anyway. I mean, we all, I mean, except for in a sort of reducto ad absurdum argument that nobody's immortal. And we all, if you take the time bin wide enough, everyone who's born is going to die someday. So, I mean, demographers and people who study this phenomenon typically study events in calendar year time bins. So in a calendar year time bin, it really remains to be seen what 2020 mortality would look like. But if I had to guess, I would say it'll it'll be about 10% higher than what was expected this year. And I mean, the KUCI listeners, and this has really changed maybe a little bit since we last spoke, but uh, can can look at these dashboards, these various you know online tallies of deaths, and we're taping this on just before the Labor Day weekend, right. twenty twenty, and we have one hundred ninety thousand. I mean, it depends exactly on which dashboard you look at, but uh, you know certainly uh, nationally by, speaking, by any by any measure, we're approaching two hundred thousand deaths, and by October first, we will have exceeded two hundred thousand deaths nationally. So, in Orange County, where we're taping this has exceeded 1,000 deaths mm-hmm. as of a few days ago. So, I mean, this is a significant number of deaths. I mean, 200,000 deaths. I mean, I remember when this all started and people were talking about how, like, that that would be like a worst case scenario. And like for the Broke whole through thing. through that tape. Yeah. yeah, for the whole thing, you know, from start to finish, from then until it's over, 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 200,000 deaths would be like their worst case scenario. And there's there's scores of people on the record saying things like this. And there I am on the record saying, no, 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 no. So what I want your listeners to understand is there's a significant amount of mortality. It's going to take some number crunching to produce the excess mortality figures. So we won't really know. I mean, we don't, we don't even know how many people died of the 1918 flu, and, and we have had 100 years to sort of sort through the data. And, but, you know, 200,000 deaths is significant. 
And, Huge. you know, the, the, and so this is a significant mortality event, particularly for older Americans. And if some people are going to argue that those deaths would have occurred anyway, and I would say yes, but not in anything near this time frame. And other people would, will argue that this is just the tip of the iceberg. And to which I would say, well, it's not the tip of the iceberg in the sense that, you know, only 10% of the iceberg is above water. And, you know, we're not missing that many of the deaths. But, but yes, there are deaths that in addition. So I would just say, you know, let us crunch the numbers when this is over. For the time being, take this seriously. I mean, nobody needs to know the exact number of deaths, you know, on a minute by minute basis to know that this is a serious event. 200,000 deaths is a significant number. It's approaching 10% of the deaths from all causes that we experience every year. Uh, so it's not going to be a cemeteries are all full type thing, but neither is it something to, uh, to dismiss cavalierly. It's, it's a significant increase in mortality, and we should all take it seriously. Um, and, and there's some different kind of data point related to, though, the indirect, not deaths, but morbidities is that I'm going to bring up an anecdotal thing as we're drawing down our time here together, is that as a result of the lockdown, people changing their life maintenance programs, and I'm thinking of an individual whose physical activity was reduced to such an extent, she started throwing clots. And then those clots got in her lungs, and she realized that she had a lowered uh, oxygenation level. And so it wouldn't, her reduced physical activity was because of the lockdown. And that's, that's an indirect health problem that's attributable to COVID. So I think she's about fully recovered, but there's going to be so many of those kinds of data points that epidemiologists, I'm sure, are concerned about that people came pretty close if they didn't, in fact, succumb to those conditions. Well, I mean, definitely, the, your, I mean, that is such an important point, and I'm glad you asked. Mortality is not the only yardstick here. And, you know, mortality is the grimmest yardstick, perhaps. And it's very black and white yardstick. But there are plenty of examples of people who survive, but who face a long, long recovery. And there was a neurological disorder, which encephalitis lethargica, which swept the world a few years after the 1918 flu. And it's a really interesting Was it related to the phenomenon? Flu? Well, there's, to this day, many, many debates about that. But hmm. um, one really telling story is that American Samoa, which had a complete maritime quarantine during the 1918 flu, did not experience encephalitis lethargica. But Western Samoa, which was not quarantined and had a very severe uh, oh. pandemic of flu in uh, 1918 did experience encephalitis lethargica. And those sort of form a uh, natural experiment of sorts because uh, sort of by happenstance, because of uh, one very stubborn officer in the United States Navy, you know, American Samoa had a strict quarantine and Western Samoa did not. And so those populations obviously uh, are very similar, you know, genetically and in terms of socioeconomically and in and culturally and, uh, and geographically. And they're just separated by sort of some happenstance about whether or not they got the flu. And so, you know, buckle your seatbelts because we don't know if some thing similar to encephalitis lethargica is, uh, you know, waiting in, in the wings or, or any other kind of- uh, Any other kind, and Andrew, kind of that, long -term. that looming threat 
is why I absolutely glare at someone else who, who gets too close and they're not masked. Because I, I don't know what we don't know yet about COVID-19. So that's, that never leaves some of our minds. I imagine it's in your mind all the time. Uh, well, it's, uh, I, I, try to, I try to keep a positive attitude, but um, I, I mean, I do, I do think about encephalitis lethargica. Uh, you know, your, your listeners can, can look it up on- uh, That sounds severe, on, yeah, on their I will. Favorite, on, their, on their favorite <laughs> online <Sorry>. encyclopedia. Uh, <laughs> but, Thank you. My pleasure.